Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, children across the... Oh, fuck it. Let's go off script. It's time for a reality check. The most real talk show on the net is back and better than ever. Covering all and everything with pro wrestling. The curse. The past. And especially, the future of pro wrestling. We'll talk overcoming struggles from the independents to pros and news from all around the wrestling world. We have no filters, so controversy is always welcome. This is your reality check. (laughs) Hello, guys, and welcome to another great edition of the most real talk show on the net. I am George Alonso, and welcome to Reality Check Radio. Of course, we have a brilliant show here lined up for everyone tuning in today. And for those who are tuning in, as a matter of fact, our our behind-the-scenes technical guys are opening up the chat room now. So by all means, if if you're already on the page, guys, and you don't see the, the, the chat room on the bottom part of your screen, like right under the slideshow, feel free to go ahead and reset your browser and you will be able to see it right underneath the slideshow. So again, if you're tuning in right now and you want to be entered into the chat room, that way you could speak to us, the hosts, uh, feel free. Uh, All you have to do is refresh your browser and you'll see the chat room right on the bottom. Now, guys. Like I said, we have a fun-filled show lined up to you, uh, with you here today. We have a bunch of topics to speak about, but also we have a great guest, which I'm going to be speaking to you about in just a second. But before I start talking about all that, let's go ahead and introduce you to my family members, starting with ladies first, of course, because it's part of my contract. I'm talking about Ms. Millie Cruz. Millie, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Where is my theme music? Hello? Well, what happened? Listen. Blame blame the audio guy, man. He's late. Look at him. He's not in the station. Oh, <laughs> it's not my fault. Look, the chair is empty. <laughs> He's not here yet. <laughs> so. Listen, I could only do so much. The technical guys, you tell them about music and they'll say, uh, what's the name of the website? <laughs> they won't know what we're talking about. They only know technical. <laughs> so, guys, hey, Matthew, if you're, you're running late, man. <laughs> I'm looking at my clock. You're, you haven't punched in yet. Uh, you're, you're a little late there, buddy. So, <laughs> uh, but, Matt, don't worry. This is just your first write-up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh so aside from Millie, of course, we we have the youngest host of all time in podcast history, and I'm talking about this guy takes social media by storm. I am talking about the one, the only, little CM Punk. How are you, little Punk? Hey, George. I'm good. How are you doing today? Uh, can't complain, man. Uh, good to hear you again, man, after a one-week absence. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad to be back on. Yeah, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Uh, for those who don't know, Little CM Punk has been dropping everyone on their heads. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, for anyone that messes with him. But, guys, we have some great topics to talk about. We are going to be talking about Paige's proposal, uh, that crazy, crazy proposal at the WWC show that happened over. The- We'll talk about that in a second Don't jump shifts yet here, Millie Uh, Then we're also going to be talking about WWE Raw Let me just say for the record I know for a fact because Millie and I were just stepping out of the office While we were watching Raw And when the Hell in the Cell announcement came on With Charlotte and and of course Sasha Banks You should have seen Millie's face Millie's face was... uh, Let's put it this way. She was so excited, she was ready to to, to kill me. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that in just a second. But also, guys, we're going to be talking to one of the major, major guests uh, from the NWA. He's a multi-champion in the NWA. He's held multiple championships from the NWA Sovereign Junior Heavyweight Championship to the NWA National Heavyweight Championship twice, mind you, uh, to the NWA Elite Tag Team Championship, the Sovereign Heavyweight Championship. This is a man that literally has held plenty of gold in the NWA. And I'm telling you, he's going to be right here today on our show, none other than the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. And he earned that nickname, the Golden Boy, because look how much gold he's been packing. (laughs) So we'll be talking to him shortly, but let's go ahead and start talking about our topics. Millie, I know a couple weeks ago you picked out the topic you wanted to speak on first. This week I'm going to let Little Punk pick his topic. So, Little Punk, which topic do you want to speak about today? First, the page, or do you want to talk about Raw? You know what? Let's talk about Raw first. All right. Oh, leaving the the heated topic for the end, huh? (laughs) Okay. We can work with that. He's bringing up for me. (laughs) Listen, you just fed a topic to a shark, uh, Little CM Punk. Anyway... So, guys, let's – man, today's Raw. Literally, Raw has been hurting in ratings, guys, if you don't know. Raw has been hurting a lot in ratings uh, when it comes to, you know, their war uh, against certain things, whether it be the presidential debate or football or, or whatever be the case. They've been losing numbers. But, net, man, let me tell you something. They've been hitting us with one-two punches for the last two weeks. Last week, uh, we had some – history-making announcements, and then on top of that, the return of Paul Heyman, and today we see Goldberg return. How is he going to look after a 12-year absence from the WWE ring? What is he going to say? And then the continuance of Charlotte and, of course, Sasha Banks, and then you got, you know, finally Dana Brooke, you know, coming out on her own uh, from underneath Charlotte. Let me tell you something. I'm loving how Raw is looking, and they're, they're – they're seeming to take that turn for for the good now. So, with that being said, uh, Millie, what are you looking forward to tonight's Raw? I'm looking to Goldberg. Come on, man. Like, really? Really? You really going to answer that question, George? You really? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm scared right now inside. Like, I really can't. It was just like last, the last couple of Raw when, when, when the – Hell in the Cell, first ever WWE Women's Hell in the Cell, which I, I'm pretty sure because Matthew's already 
Another thing uh, that went crazy over the weekend was basically the thing that went down with Mick Foley and the fan, uh, where the fan was actually uh, talking to him about Summer Rae. Now, I understand, you know, where the fan is coming from. Hey, it's an active fan, just like how you and I, Millie, are fans of Charlotte and Sasha Banks, how, you know, how little CM Punk is a fan of Bailey. You you know, it's a normal thing. It's a normal day-to-day thing. But when you take it to the next step, like you did, you know, during that conversation, and then you went on ahead and even shared it on your social media and invaded his privacy, come on. <laughs> come on, really? It, 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 to, to me, I felt that was a little bit, you know, disrespectful. What, what do oh, yeah. you have to say about that, Millie? I would say I have to say the same thing because, you know, Foley's, at, Foley's actually taking – his own personal time to, you know, address you and address, you know, what what you really are looking forward to and, you know, things like that. Like, listen, if if I'm not directly message McFoley and and he was to come back at, you know, have a have a, a civilized conversation, I'm not gonna post it on social media and say, hey guys, look, 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 look. no, because you know what, McFoley did that not really. I'm pretty sure he was pretty sure that he was gonna expect it. Going because how social media is like the lifespan of everyone in this world. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, yeah. if Bully's giving you his time, his personal time to explain to you what they're doing and what he's doing as a general manager. I would think that, you know what, hey, I have all the respect in the world, you know, I'm not supposed to I might say something on Twitter or something like that, maybe like two like it's like a very brief, you know, tweet like, Oh hey, you know, it was a pleasure actually speaking with Foley. You know what I'm saying? But not to put the whole yeah. conversation out there like that. It was just, it was. I just think it was a little too much, personally. No, I, I, I'm there with you. I'm on your bandwagon when it comes to that. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, McFoley went ahead and said that he's taking a break from social media, including Twitter, Facebook, and. and uh, and Instagram, and even went as far as saying, uh, for now on, all uh, private conversations with fans ha- will be denied. So, thank you, whoever that was. <laughs> you know, thank you. You you ruined it for all fans alike. You know, it. it, it but it is what it is. You know, it, like. It's very, it's a very sensitive topic because these workers, you know, I used to be one. These workers have to remain in character, not just for TV, but for the people who watch them. You know, is not, it's a very, very tough business. You have to respect the business that these people do. Like even I, okay, I'm going to admit it. Even I, as a radio journalist, get turned down for some interviews sometimes because their character does not speak. Okay, so I, I can I can tell them, okay, but how about this? I have to understand where these workers are coming from. So yeah. me as a radio journalist, I'm not going to post a conversation I had with so-and-so person and say, hey, look, this guy denied me. That's called respect. So why should a fan do that to a worker? I, I never understand that. Uh, Little Punk, I know you're a fan as well. You're a fan of workers. Uh, you respect these workers. What do you feel about what happened with McFoley and this fan? Yeah, uh, everything I think I was planning on saying, you guys just took all of it. You know, that was basically all of it. You know, I, I, you, what, like what you said, like, you know, it's not right. These, like you said, these guys and, and girls work day in and day out, and all the time it has to 
great in the way that they perform. You know, you can't just like, yeah, you gotta understand like you, they can't always be there. Like that's you. You know what I'm saying? And you basically you you two basically said everything I, I was saying on say honestly. <laughs> and of course, our security—the the guy who handles everything here—you uh, know, uh, <laughs> Rick Foley. Rick, uh, you had uh, an opinion about it. Here, have the mic. Here, here. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take a little different spin on this. I'm going to I'm going to accuse Mick of being a little naive here. Hopefully, you know, maybe he's not quote unquote tech savvy, but it doesn't even take a tech savvy person to understand. You put something out there like that on paper, so to speak. The chances of somebody keeping that to themselves, especially a fan, are, are really small. Something like that, you know, that's going to go viral. And so a little bit of naivete on, on Foley's part, but a lesson learned. Yeah, you know, it, it like a lot of people, are, and thank you, Rick. Uh, let me, let me, th give me back my mic. Thank you. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, it, it's, I understand completely where you're coming from, Rick, and uh, I understand where Millie and, and Nick, obviously, are coming from. But here, here's the thing, again, like, both sides, I guess, to me, I, I don't feel like Mick did anything wrong. Uh, he kind of was just protecting his character, his uh, the Mick Foley character that he plays on, on the TV show. You know where, and you could see it in the conversation. You could see that he talks about, oh, you feel that Summer Rae deserves the push that like some other people do, and the cetera. You could see it, but then all of a sudden, this fan goes out of their way and blasts the the conversation for everyone to see, including the part where he breaks character, and that kind of like is where McFoley probably said, hey, no, that that was too much already. You know, so I, I completely understand where he's coming from. So, with that being said, we have to get to our guest who's awaiting on our phone call. But I will tell you, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Ooh, sorry, dry throat. This is what happens when you talk for too long. Um, but I will tell you this, we have two more extra topics to talk about after our interview, which includes, of course, the page issue of her proposal, which Billy has already spoken her opinion about. And then, oh. of course, we also had, <laughs> and we also have another major topic, uh, which obviously is all over WWE.com, about Roderick Strong. So, with that being said, who's ready to talk to the multi-champion, Greg Anthony? No. All right. Let's go ahead and reach out to Mr. Golden Boy himself, the multi-champion uh, from count countless uh, NWA organizations, the Golden Boy, Greg Anthony. He's waiting on our call. Hello, Mr. Anthony. Hello, Mr. Anthony. Can you hear us? Hello. Uh, hello, Mr. Anthony? Hello. Okay, can you hear us? Hello, sir? Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I could hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, got my te Okay, well, <laughs> technical issues there for a little while, but hey, as long as we're solved. How, how are you doing today, Mr. Anthony? Rocking and rolling. How are you guys doing? Uh, I can't complain, man. Alive another day. There's no reason to complain when God blesses you with another day on earth. 
So, but uh, how, how's it how's it going, man? How's it, how's everything over there in your neck of the woods? Over here in Florida, we got uh, all windy and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think we're catching some of your wind, actually. <laughs> here in Tennessee, anyway. <laughs> I told my kids earlier, and it was going all over the place. <laughs> Man, freaking this weather, it's like a, a bad woman with a bad peel. Anyway, I, 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 I know we're controversial, but I'm not going to go out there and talk about women's uh, menstrual cycle. I don't know how many women are tuning in right now, and they're probably like, you have no idea what we go through. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but anyway, Mr. Anthony. Thank you so very much for coming on our show. We do really appreciate it. I know you're a multi-champion out there in the NWA. You're a very dedicated NWA individual. Um, So I I must ask you, uh, starting with this question, you know, the NWA is the longest reigning wrestling company in the entire United States and possibly the world because NWA has touched Japan at, at the same time. So NWA has evolved. You know, it's evolved from the good old days from, you know, the Dusty Rhodes to the Ric Flairs, uh, from Mike Grahams to uh, today's age. And you're a very dedicated NWA individual. So I want to ask you, how do you feel the the NWA has evolved through these years? Uh, I think the NWA has been the constant in professional wrestling. Uh, The NWA obviously was formed in 1948, you know, and every major company has had a relationship with the NWA at one point. WWF, obviously, uh, Vince McMahon Sr., he was a member of the NWA directors back in the day. Um, Obviously, WCW came from the NWA. TNA had a relationship where they were, you know, using the NWA world titles and such on their television. Uh, ECW, obviously you know, made their name by, you know, using the NWA. So I think the NWA has become, has always been a constant wrestling, and those three letters still mean something to a lot of people. And uh, the way that it's evolved is that now that wrestling has taken on kind of this this grassroots kind of campaign where people are, are tired of seeing what they would call entertainment, they're looking for outside alternatives, I think that the NWA is is able to provide is able to provide whatever a wrestling fan wants. The NWA can provide in some form or fashion. And that's good to know because, like I said, like how you said, it's, it was since the 1940s, and it, they used to work with multi companies like the TNAs, the WWEs, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And and it was a great time in professional wrestling, and people still do consider the NWA the the flag bearer of that term, pro wrestling. So, you know, I, I have to say this. Do you ever feel like maybe the NWA one day, Mr. Anthony, will become how it used to be? Do you feel like the NWA one day will affiliate themselves with a WWE again, like knowing how they have the uh, the network? Um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I, I like the fact that we, you know, we, we govern ourselves. The NWA governs govern we don't have to answer to anybody but the NWA. So as long as the freedom is still there within the National Wrestling Alliance, then um, any working relationship um, can be a good working relationship. 
No, ain't that the truth. <laughs> uh, now, now, also, Mr. Anthony, like, again, I, I go back to what I originally said. You know, you yourself have been a very dedicated NWA wrestler uh, since your uh, first arrival into the world of professional wrestling. Uh, is there any former NWA guy that you would have liked to enter the ring with from the, back in the 1940s to today? I mean, pretty much it reads like a who's who of, of everybody. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Luthez, and obviously Luthez is one of the greatest NWA champions of all time. Then you got guys like Harley Race and Jack Briscoe, Rick Flair and Ricky Steamboat and Dusty Rhodes and Tully Blanchard. I mean, it, it really it's the NWA um, cultivated so much of professional wrestling. I don't really, I, I really don't understand. I don't think that today's wrestling fans, um, the, the kids, I'm, I'm saying, have really understand how much the NWA contributed to the wrestling world. No, and a lot of people still, you know, like to kind of segue with what you were just mentioning, you know, a lot of people still think the NWA is a company only in the United States when in reality it branches out to a lot of other, uh, you know, countries uh, like Japan, for instance. Uh, you know, how has Japan, like in your opinion, Mr. Anthony, how has Japan even helped out the organization? Um, well, I mean, we can always revered the NWA and the world title, the 10-pound gold. That's one of the most coveted titles in the history of professional wrestling. When you know, when they see when they see that championship, they think of Harley Race and they think of the Briscoes and the Fonks and things like that. So they they really revere that championship and revere those three letters as much as I do. So when you know, whether it be New Japan or whether it be um, you know, Diamond Stars Wrestling, who actually our World Tag Team Champions just went over there last month in the you know, Tag Team title. Um, I think Tag is a place that, you know, a lot of guys can get a lot of opportunities and uh, show what we want. Uh, Mr. Anthony, just to let you know, I feel like your signal's breaking up just a tad. Uh, can you still hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. I, I, I just wanted to make sure. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to inform you. I didn't want you just being there in the shadows when it comes to that. Um, so, Mr. Anthony, my final question would be, uh, before I go ahead and, and transfer it over to my next co-host here that wants to speak with you, like, again, going back to the Japanese topic, you know, again, we've seen that the NWA owner has had plenty of trips over there with, you know, one of the former champions, Rob Conway, uh, you know, at that time. He's had many back and forth. Uh, of course, we've seen some many, many great Japanese athletes hold the NWA World Heavyweight Championships at times as well. Uh, is there ever a future plan maybe for you to maybe visit NWA? I mean, sorry, Japan, uh, you know, representing the NWA? I, I hope so. I, that's been one of my, um, you know, my bucket list items, you know, since I've been a professional wrestling fan was to wrestle in Japan. I understand it's a beautiful country with a beautiful culture. And, you know, obviously, you know, being um, one of the few Americans that gets to go over there and compete like that would be a, a huge honor. So if um, if the opportunity certainly arose, and I would uh, I would see it as a, Golden opportunity, I guess, and I would make the most. <laughs> no pun intended. 
<laughs> you know, little fun, uh, little fun question uh, here for you, Mr. Anthony Millie. I know you're you're waiting patiently for your questions, but I, I just had to ask because I'm a big fan of facial hair. I've been trying to grow my facial hair for years. Uh, how long did it take you to grow that beard, man? <laughs> uh, it actually didn't take as long as people think. I mean, um, let's see, last April, April 2015, I had a pretty normal sized beard and um by the end of that year then i had kind of the beard you see now so it, it took me maybe <laughs> six eight months maybe wow yeah because i remember when you first uh came into the business you came you came in with like not the um not the long beard you have now like how you were saying but you came in with the the scruffy look like the with um with the normal, uh, I I can't tell by pictures or video, but it looked like a brown or black uh, regular beard. And then all of a sudden, like, it kept on growing and growing and growing. And I'm like, what is Greg doing? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, you put in that gold streak going down your beard. I'm like, holy cow, that's original. <laughs> So, man, I, I really liked it. Uh, I'm Again, I'm a big fan of facial hair. You know, I, I kind of, uh, that's one of my reasons why I'm a big fan of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so well, uh, I, I just want go ahead. I say yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, Bray obviously has a, an amazing beard himself. <laughs> I, I, who would have ever thought we would be talking about beards on the show? Uh, but <laughs> before Millie kills me, let me go ahead and pass over the mic. So uh, <laughs> Millie, uh, Mr. Anthony is going to be all yours. Uh, take it away. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, I just wanted to touch real quick. Um. Okay, because I know um, Georgia actually about the, about New Japan, and then you know we've heard that she would love to you know uh, you know have an experience over there. Now, because I, we all know that you're dedicated to the NWA, would you ever consider crossing over to either NXT? To, I'm sorry, well NXT, WWE, or um, TNA at any point in time of your career? Because we do know that you're you know you hold the most gold right now in NWA. Um. There's opportunities everywhere, obviously. I mean, this is a business, you know, so basically it boils down to a business decision. Um, for me right now, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with the NWA. I'm comfortable where, where I'm at. You know, I'm one of the few wrestlers that are, you know, that's making a living at professional wrestling um, by doing this. So um, it would have to be something... I wouldn't go to NXT or TNA or any place like that just for shits and giggles. You know what I mean? I, it would have to be, for me, it would have to be the right situation. You know, it have to be an opportunity that I could see that, that to better myself. Well. Yeah, I completely understand. Now, you're saying that you're comfortable with, with um, the NWA. What um, has to be with, with um, sorry, with NWA? that you feel like you're so comfortable with them so right now? Hello? Are you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Did you hear my No, we didn't hear the answer. <laughs> what? No, the question was, um, because you said that you're very comfortable with NWA, what has put you in that comfortability zone for you? I'm I'm sorry. I'm having trouble hearing you. Uh, can you hear us now? Yes. Okay. 
No, the question was because you explained to yourself that you, you complain. Sorry, explain to us that you're very comfortable in the NWA. What has put you in that comfort, comfortability zone for you for yourself personally? Um, really, it's just been a lot of hard work. I mean, I, I've cultivated a you know a, a very unique niche for myself in wrestling. You know, I'm I'm not a bodybuilder. You know, I'm not a um, a you know, a high-flying kind of guy. I'm an old-school professional wrestler. And, um, you know, the beard obviously has helped with uh, my <laughs> visibility factor. When people see me, they know who I am, you know. Um, so the NWA thing has really come from just years and years of hard work. I've been a professional wrestler for 16 years and just taking every opportunity I've ever been given and knocking it out of the park. You know, and that's kind of what you have to do in this business to move forward. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, for those who aren't really familiar with um, your style and, and for, you know, an NWA, because we do have some listeners who are strictly, of course, WWE, um, what would you like to, <clears throat> for the listeners to know about you, the golden boy, per se, because as you hear, we've talked you up completely because you are just what you are, the golden boy. Amazing. What do you want the listeners to know about you to come and see you at your next show? And anyway, do you guys have another show coming up anyway? So I know you guys are in Tennessee. Uh, Well, I'm actually going to be in Sherman, Texas, Friday night for um, NWA Texoma. And I have actually, I I get my rematch for the uh, NWA national heavyweight title against uh, Jake Logan. Um, then Saturday night I'll be back in Tennessee for NWA Mid-South for um, a benefit show, uh, Body Slamming for Boobies for Breast Cancer. So that'll be fun. Um, but, yeah, the, my style is is that of, um, you know, I say that I'm, you know, pound for pound and inch for inch the best of the best in professional wrestling today. And what I mean by that is is that I can do it all in the sense that whatever situation I've ever been put in, I've made it work. You know, whether it's um, whether it's being the junior heavyweight champion for a traditional championship wrestling or whether it was being the NWA national heavyweight champion or whether it was yeah. whether I was in a ladder match or whether I was in a cage match or, you know, whatever the situation calls for, I'm going to make the best of it. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, that's for, it for me. I'm actually going to be turning it over now to um, our littlest co-host and my little brother, um, little CM Punk. <laughs> Punk. Yes, yeah, I, I'm here. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> hello, Greg. How, how are you doing today, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you. Uh, so my first question is, you know, you know, I want I would like to become a professional wrestler myself, um, and I have a lot of inspirations, you know, got a lot of old school guys like Hulk Hogan or newer newer guys like AJ Styles or like uh, CM Punk, Blazing UFC now guys like that. Uh, who are your inspirations growing up, like in order, like who you why you want to become a professional wrestler? For me, and this is it's kind of weird because. Like, my earliest memories of life are not of a birthday cake or a new bike or anything like that. My earliest memories of life are sitting on my grandmother's knee watching professional 
wrestling, and more specifically, watching the NWA. So I grew up watching the Flares and the Andersons and Blanchard and Wyndham and Luger and Sting and Road Warriors and things like that. What I was really drawn to, but I really couldn't put my finger on it until I was actually a professional wrestler, was that I was drawn to the seamless southern heels like Flares and the Andersons and the Bobby Eatons and the Ted DiBiase and the guys like that. That's what really drew me in. You know, even though I was a kid and I, I, I hated all the bad guys and I loved all the good guys, I knew when Arn Anderson was going against Tom Zink that it was going to be a good match and I needed to watch it. I knew when Bobby Eaton was wrestling Brad Armstrong that it was going to be phenomenal and I needed to watch it. You know, so for me it was always those kind of guys. Uh, that's pretty interesting and good to know. Uh, my next question, this is like, I'm only limiting it down to two questions. Um, my last question is, out of all, like, anybody you could have wrestled, whether if it's past, present, NWA, WWE, TNA, whoever, who would be your dream match to face and why? Um, I think Shawn Michaels, and they say it all the time, in ring is probably one of the greatest of all time. You know, he, he can literally do it all as well. So I think he and I would probably have really good chemistry together, you know, because I've, I've never seen a bad Shawn Michaels match, you know. So I think that would be one. And obviously, you know, Flair being probably my biggest inspiration, you know, being able to, to wrestle Ric Flair would have been amazing, you know. Ric Flair, 19, Ric Flair 1988 versus me would would have made made my life. Uh, that's... that's um... That's pretty So, so was Sean an inspiration too? Besides all the guys that you said, yeah, because like well, I grew up, you know, Sean was on the cusp of. <clears throat> I was a teenager when Sean had his run with DX with the champion there and things like that, and I was kind of on the cusp. That's why it was such a. My age group is one of the best age groups for a wrestling fan because when we were younger, we had the Hogan's and the Warriors and the Stings and stuff like that, and then we grew up, and by the time we got to about that 18 to 20-year-old mark, then that's when things kicked into high gear with, you know, DX and, and Austin and the Attitude Era, and it was great for us. You know, it, it was tailor-made for my... So Sean was, you know, he was the he was the epitome of what Flair was then. He was the guy that went out there every night, and you weren't going to follow him. There was no way you were going to have a better match than Shawn Michaels. Same way with Flair. You weren't, you weren't going to outperform them. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching old matches myself, so I could have told you just what you mean. Uh, I think that was it. So, yeah, you know, thank you again for taking time to join us to ask you questions. Uh, taking it back to the host, George. All right. Well, Millie, uh, I think uh, you you just uh, uh, grabbed the <laughs> – you just waved at me and said, hey, uh, George, I got one. I got one. So don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I'll skip on this. Millie, uh, you have one more question? Yeah, I did. Um, because I, we were talking, um, Greg, you said that you've been doing this for 16 years. So now what has been the biggest, biggest accomplishment for you in the NWA the last 16 years you've been doing this? Um, well, as of right now, I'm a two-time NWA National Heavyweight Champion. And when you look at the lineage of that particular championship, it, it's mind-boggling to be. Now, 
got like Rhodes and and Buddy Landell and Paul Orndorff and Tommy Rich. You know, it reads like almost a who's who like professional wrestling time. So for me, that national title is is one of the biggest things I've accomplished. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I was just really curious because, you know, 50 years accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, so, and good question, by the way, Millie, but to piggyback off that same question here, uh, Mr. Anthony, uh, again, 16 years, you know, obviously, you know, is in documentaries, is in everywhere, uh, even we hear it a lot here on the show when we talk to some of the Hall of Famers, you know, how has your body been able to uh, withstand, uh, you know, the punishment and the and the ongoing, you know, st- you know, work ethic of you of yourself for 16 years? How how's your body accepted it? Um, that's a that's a good question too. The thing with wrestling, and this is, I, I, like I said, I came in in an era where ECW was was the big thing. I came in an era where everybody was starting to do crazier and crazier things, you know, and I did my fair share of, of crazy stuff, but for the most part, I stayed true to what I believe professional wrestling is, and that is not about the moves, but about the story and about storytelling. So um, me being, I'm 35 years old now, and like I tell everybody, I don't get out of bed like a 35-year-old should get out of bed. You know, I, I hurt and I ache and things like that. Um, actually, and this is a good plug for, for Paige, but you know, in the last five years. I was having some back issues. I have numbness in my leg and things like that. I've actually been in yoga for several years. And um, also just, I've had, I've had a 2000 which or like Charlie Race or something like that. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot to them. And you're breaking up there a little bit, Mr. Anthony, just to let you know. Sorry, I said that, you know, I've had about 2,000 matches. With when, if you talk to, you know, a Harley Race, you know, it wouldn't sound like a lot, but, I mean, in, in today's wrestling, an independent wrestler having over 2,000 matches, is actually quite a bit. So I've actually been able very to sustain, you know, a uh, a multitude of injuries. Okay, and, and with that being said, now, Mr. Anthony, knowing that you spoke about, you know, the the high risk moves, the you know, the more crazy stuff happening in the world of professional wrestling, do, do you think, uh, you know, the fans are evolving with it uh, too? Because you know, nowadays, even when you watch television, when you watch the WWE, a TNA, a Ring of Honor, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you see more and more and more crazier stuff. Even Vader went on to say uh, when the Will Ospreay took on Ricochet that it felt like watching more, uh, I forget what it was called, I, th- I think it was like, oh, watching two acrobats in the ring or something like that. Do you feel like maybe, like, because, again, going back to what you originally saying, you, you're more of like the uh, original type of guy, you're more of original professional wrestler. Uh, do you feel that that's kind of going to be harder for you as the years pass? still works better. You know, I, I've seen it time and time again. I've 
a camp with uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard. And Dr. Tom is one of the greatest trainers, you know, of the last, you know, 30, 40 years. And, you know, he was head, the WWE head trainer at the time. And, you know, he said, you know, he said, I'm 43 years old, and I've seen well, every bump I ever took in professional wrestling. And me being 20 years old at the time, I'm thinking, yeah, right, he's just, you know, he's trying to scare us, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I'm 35 years old, and I understand exactly what Dr. Tom was talking about. You know, so time is ticking away for all of us, you know. <clears throat> There's going to come a time where, you know, you just physically, you can't do it anymore. You know, I, I joke around with people all the time. They ask me how long I'm you know, uh, but I mean, no one really knows. I'm going to do it as long as I can, you know, so I don't really worry about a, uh, necessarily like a career injury. I'm just trying to uh, do the best I can every time I go out. And that's a good way of thinking. And I thank you so very much for having this kind of like, uh, more like a mentor to former, uh, you know, former guy in the game. So I, I thank you very much for sharing that, those stories with me, those kind of enlightenments, because, you know, it, it kind of uh, hurts a lot when you have to stop something you loved so much and not by choice. You know, and yeah. it hurts me. Every single day, you know, I love this business, and I, I, and I, I love the fact that people like you, Mr. Anthony, still respect me and and come to my show and and speak to me about stories and share time because you guys do this almost every week, and you guys bust your butts every week to entertain us. And you still say, yes, I'll come on your show. So for that, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your story. So thank you very much, Mr. Anthony. Oh, absolutely. Thank All you. right. So <laughs> with that being said, um, let me just go around the room here real quick if they have any last comments, questions. Millie, you have any last comments or questions? Comments? Um, really, it was actually – my pleasure to actually listen and actually, because you know we've asked we've asked a couple of questions to um, Greg, but overall this has actually been one of um, I have to say our most informative um, you know interviews that we've actually gotten to do. You know we've had a number of um, men and women who've been in the business for you know number of years, but I, but me personally, talk to someone who's been. In this for 16 years, I actually learned a lot more than me asking a lot, you know. So it's I asked a few questions, but I really, really appreciate, you know, getting to know, you know, who you are within the NWA again. Like I like I actually explained to people, you know, who are more, you know, WWE-based fans, of course, that that's why we do what we do, um, you know, so we can bring people um, who are fans just strictly to that to know who you are and, you know, and everyone else in the industry who they might not know. And I really appreciate it, and thank you. Oh, thank, thank you so much. That's very kind words. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and it's our pleasure. Uh, you know, we're not uh, – and, Little Punk, I'll get to you in a second. I, I Trust me, I didn't forget you. Uh, but, you know, I just want – 
to get this word across for anyone who's tuning into the show, whether you're a worker, a fan, a promoter, a uh, a referee, I could care less. Reality Check Radio is not about, hey, let me get this guy on the show for I could get some dirt out of him, get myself on social uh, on RussellZone.com and watch how our numbers are going to increase. No, Re- Reality Check Radio is here to bring back what this business has been losing little by little, and that is respect. And I'm doing it little by little with people like you, Mr. Anthony, and again, I... I thank you very much for being one of those people on the stepping stone. Now, Little Punk, you have any questions or any last comments for Mr. Anthony? Little Punk, turn on your mic. I'm sorry, I don't know why it keeps going off. I have no idea. <laughs> um, no, I don't have any uh, questions. Just my comment is, you know, again, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It really helps, like, gain no more other wrestlers that we might have heard from before, and it just helps for in general. So, you know, again, thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate it. All right, so, Mr. Anthony, before you go, let's do what we usually always do here on the program. Let's do your plugs. Uh, how can fans follow you on social media, uh, you know, whether it's a fan page or your own page? Uh, you know, how can, uh, where can fans catch you next live? And, of course, how can bookers get a hold of you or promoters get a hold of you to get you on their show? I, um, I'll be Friday. I'll be in uh, Sherman, Texas for NWA Texoma. Um, then Saturday I'll be in Dyersburg, Tennessee for NWA Mid-South. Social media-wise, you know, I'm Greg Anthony on Facebook, the Golden Boy Greg Anthony. And then on Twitter, I'm uh, at NWA Golden Boy. Um, Facebook is probably the best way for people to contact me. I also do seminars and things like that for aspiring, you know, for younger wrestlers and things like that that want to learn. I'm happy to help, so uh, you can contact me there. All right. Well, Mr. Anthony, any uh, just random question here? Any, uh, you know, news on maybe coming here to Florida maybe one day for you? I Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to come to Florida sometime. I actually used to vacation in uh, St. Joe Beach, Mexico Beach, St. Joe Beach, that little area. I really liked it, so. Uh, I'd love to get on down there. I've never actually wrestled in Florida, so I'd like to wrestle in Florida sometime. Yeah, where uh, Mike Graham set up his uh, place here. Uh, The legendary Mike Graham and uh, Dusty Rhodes set up a shop here for the world of professional wrestling. Um, But uh, let me just say also for the record, uh, Mr. Anthony, and I'm pretty sure Millie and Little Punk will agree with me on this, if you ever come to South Florida, we got to treat you to some uh, Cuban coffee, okay? <laughs> if it's spicy, you're gonna hurt me. I'm, I'm gonna go spicy. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not spicy at all, but it will wake you up. <laughs> yes. I promise. <laughs> it's nowhere near spicy. I promise, Mr. Anthony. You say that, but I'm kind of a wuss. I'm the hot stuff. So. <laughs> no, no, seriously, it's not. You will, you will be wired for days. So. <laughs> you, gotcha. you. you, you You'll probably take a shot of that Cuban coffee, Mr. Anthony, and you'll probably be looking for the for the ring saying, when's the match, when's the match? <laughs> so th- that, that's how hyper you'll probably be. So <laughs> uh, 
if you're ever, like I said, if you're ever down here in South Florida, Cuban coffee on us, okay? Sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. No, my pleasure. Hey, have a great day, Mr. Anthony. Thank you so very much for coming on the show once again. Absolutely. You too. Thank you. Bye. My pleasure. Bye-bye. All right, guys, that was the golden boy, Greg Anthony. What a delight. What an awesome honor that was to actually speak with that man. He spoke to us about a lot of things, including, like, the NWA of then versus the NWA of now. You know, does he ever see himself in the WWE or TNA, like Millie brought up? Uh, you know, we heard about inspirations. It, it, man, man almighty. <laughs> uh, that, that was, that's an interview for the history books. I'm just saying. Not saying that no interview. None of our interviews. This interview. one has been one of our informative ones. Really yeah, and uh, awesome. let me just say for the record, I'm going to get my technical guy to fix Little Punk's microphone because for some reason he likes to turn it off. <laughs> but <laughs> So, Little Punk, don't worry. My tech guys uh, will be fixing your mic by next week, and by next week I hope you'll be okay. There you go. And look who just finally... Oh, you finally walk in, Matt. You finally walk in. Hallelujah. What, like maybe uh, an hour late? <laughs> Good Lord. Freaking Matt. Matt, go go punch in, and then you could come over here. Then you could come over here after you're done. Go punch in. The, the time clock is over there. Then you could come over here and talk to us. Okay? Go. You're late. You're an hour late, dude. For Christ's sake, Millie and poor freaking little punk didn't even have their little theme songs. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That. we'll talk to you soon, Matt. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> so, so with that being said, guys, let's go ahead and talk our last two topics before uh, before we bring back Matt. He went off to go uh, punch in. Uh, our last two topics, of course, is Paige and Roderick Strong. But first, we're going to uh, – do you, you want to talk about Paige or Roderick first? Let's just get the Paige thing over with because I am like – so over, so disgusted, it's just not even funny anymore. <laughs> you sounded such like a girly girl there. <laughs> I'm still a woman. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but I've never heard woman. you sound it's plastic amazing. before. I have never heard That's you sound plastic in my life, Millie. Like, Millie, you, you are the aura of tough. And for the first time ever, you sounded like a summer ray. <laughs> listen, guys, listen. I do what I have to do. Just, just know that, okay? Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. So, guys, let's, let's go ahead and and talk about the first topic, which is Paige, of course. The uh, this, is a, this is an ongoing saga. It's been going ongoing for, like, over six months. Uh, you know, now we just found out that over the weekend she proposed to Alberto Del Rio at the last WWC show that happened over in Puerto Rico, which, by the way, also the Shining Stars were on that show. Uh, but that they have the permission because of the, the relationship that Pedro Morales has with the WWE. But, um, I mean, uh, Carlos Colon, I'm sorry, not Pedro Morales, I'm sorry. Carlos Colon, uh, same kind of agreement that Carlito had when he was in the WWE. But basically, uh, you know, it, talking about controversy, 
And, and then there's photos floating around with a lot of people saying Paige is on cocaine uh, because of how skinny she looks. Listen, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know if it's fake. I don't know if it's real. Like, it, going back to the, you know, knife attack, it, it, it's a lot of different things going on into this issue. A lot of people saying uh, he said this, he said that. You know, I, I really yeah. don't know what to believe. But I, I'm going to say this. If they're happy, what? who are you to judge? <laughs> you know, if those two are happy together, I mean, like Alberto and Paige. If they're both happy together, that's fine. But I will tell you this. That's on a personal note. On a professional note, if you're throwing away your career for something like that, then that's shame on you. Okay? I Huge do. shame on you. Okay? It, it, it's... It's kind of like, hey, it's like me t going up to Millie right now and saying, here, Millie, here's a million dollars, okay? And you're telling me, no, you don't want a million dollars because you'd rather do something else. I'm like, wait, wait what? <laughs> that is exactly how I feel right now. The world provided her her dream, which was the WWE contract, and now she's letting it all fly away. So I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know, people, there's so many female athletes, and I say only female because we're talking about a female, hence the, you know, the connection there. Um, there's so many female oh. athletes out there in the independent scenes, so many that would die to be in the shoes of Paige right now, and Paige is just waving it away. Again, this is a professional note. This is not a uh, personal. Personal, hey, if you're happy, you're happy. I'm proud of you. I support you. Professionally, come on, grow up. That's all I could say. Millie, what, what's your take? Oh, what do I think? Really? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I think I said my All right, let's go. Personally, being a woman, I, I've always been, in a sense, old school when it comes to being supposed to. And it's kind of sad that someone's already posted a picture of one of her ex boyfriends to her and her face was like, I'm very unsure that she had no choice but to say yes because it was on my own and it was being recorded for the, you know, total diva. But if you look at a girl called Darius face, it's the same exact face. Like, I don't think she was ready for that. But of course, she's not going to embarrass her in front of a number of people. Do I, do I think she's doing the right thing? No. Again, I don't like how she looks right now as well. Again, I don't know if the rumors are true, but she definitely does not look healthy to me personally. When she first debuted in WWE to now, she definitely looks like she's been through the ringer, to be honest with you. And as a woman, I don't condone whatever she's doing. If she's eating, doing sex, whatever it is, she just needs to be come back. She needs to bring back the old days that everyone knows and loves. My sister still has that attitude that's just her, and, and that's going to be her. At the same time, we, we do all miss who Paige really was. And, you know, I guess, I don't know, it's coming with age, maybe. I'm, we all know that there's been a number of things that were surfaced. When she did Total Divas, and she certain depression, certain things that were going on in her life, in her early years, things like that, we all get it. But at the same time, don't throw your career away for 
mm-hmm. and for a man at that. He said, again, you worked so hard to get to where you were, to throw it away. But someone who can possibly just throw you away, you know, it, 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 and, it's, and, and it all goes back to when we first had um, you know, our first episode in the road. It was ultimately it was either him or the wrestler. Honestly, for me, and just like in the road, it will be the wrestler. You know, it's, you know, love will then come to you when it's supposed to come to you. That's just how I feel. But for her to be throwing this away the way she's doing it and having the second violation of us then, it's too much of a repetitive story for me. And I would love to see Paige back on the ball and back where she belongs. And there's also been reports that her father's not very happy with what she, to what she's already did. You know, again, her father's very old school. A woman cannot be proposing to a man. That's the thing. There's certain things that I feel that us women should be able to do in the man's world, but then there's other things I just feel like it should just be a man's thing. And that's that. Well, to kind of like um, piggyback with a term that you said there, that Paige has to come back to the page that we all know and love, man, I still remember watching Paige in NXT in the South Florida fairgrounds when she first started. And let me tell you, you could see the passion that was there. What happened between then and now, I don't know. But whatever it is, I have to vouch along with you, Millie. I really hope that old page comes back. I really do. Little Punk, what, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, so, you know, I I really understand in the first place why everybody was, like, so upset about it. But now, as I, like, listen, I can understand why you guys make points. From what I could kind of make out of it, yeah, I understand how one point you're saying, yeah, she should go. If she loves somebody and wants to marry them, go. Like, I had, like, no one's going to stop them. But in the, side, and in the other side, I understand what you guys are saying, how it's not right for business because, you know, she's throwing away an opportunity, like like you said, George, that millions of other women would, would love to be, be at, but she's just taking it for granted. And I agree with you guys. You know, I think it's really not a smart move. You know, like, she's throwing away something that she obviously worked hard for just for, again, I understand both sides, but she's really throwing away a, a major opportunity because she could have done more in years to come, but it looks like it won't be lasting much longer with what's going on now. So, yeah. All right. And, uh, Rick, I know, come come over here. Get get close to the, uh, give me the mic back this time, okay? Rick, here, here you go. Rick, here you go. Yes, I'm here. All yeah, right, you have something to say about Paige? Yeah, just kind of piggyback. Uh, I saw the video, I'm sure we've all seen it by now, of the proposal. And the page that I saw in that video was very scary. I saw a very thin, a very disheveled-looking page that, quite honestly, I don't really want to say the word because I don't know her, but it looked like she had been on a three-day binge. I hope that's not the case, but it was really disturbing. We've had the chance to meet her three or four times. Always a very nice girl. Remembered little CM Punk from a previous meeting. So whatever demons she's fighting, I hope she wins this one and gets her life back on track. Because right now it's looking pretty sad. Agreed. 
So uh, there you have it as far as the very controversial topic when it comes to Paige. Uh, it's, it's not every day we open up controversy like that, but this had to be talked about on a real, and notice the exclamation mark after the real there, you know, platform. Because it's, we here don't hold back. <laughs> you got a former wrestler in me, you got a journalist, and of course, uh, Millie. You have a fan in Little Punk, and then you have a classic guy in, of course, Rick Foley, and then you got your audio guy, Matt. <laughs> that he's just sitting there looking like a, a punished child in his chair, <laughs> waiting to talk. But don't worry, I, I saved that topic for you, Matt. Uh, we're going to be talking about Roderick Strong now soon. Um, so, guys, around the room, let's do our vote here as usual, that we always do. Um, what do you think about Paige? Do you think she'll be released, or do you think she'll stay? So around the room, I have to say she's going to be released, uh, not and not anytime soon, but I will see. I do see it coming. So I say released, Millie. I agree. With, I actually agree with you, George. How about that one? Wow, is there a full moon tonight? <laughs> there actually is. Okay. <laughs> All right, so two releases. Little Punk, what do you have to say? Um, you know, it's so like hard to call because anything could happen from now up until whatever that point may be. As how it looks so far now, I would say she's gonna be released. We never know. Like I said, a lot of things can happen in a couple of matter of weeks, so we'll just have to see what will happen. All right. And then, of course, uh, Rick, come come back here. Come close to the mic. I'm here. Yeah, I don't see this ending well. I, I, I see her being released. All right, so around the room. Like, we don't get me wrong, because we're, we're voting for released, but that does not mean that we want it to happen. Hence why we, we all heard, you, you all heard us say before we say released, you all heard us say, we hope the old page comes back. Because, but listen, us four, okay, it, there's not much we can do. Like, it, it's, it's kind of like putting a needle in a haystack. We could share our opinion, but is it going to work? You know, it's time will tell. Hopefully Paige sees the light at the end of the tunnel. We really do. So for now, sadly, we all have to say that the vote is unanimous and it's released. Now let's go. Now Matt, come over here, bud. Come over. Get get, get over here. All right. Here's the mic. <laughs> how, how you doing, Matt? Why are you late? Listen, I have I had things to do, and now I'm here. Mm. So mm. let's get on with it. Let's go. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So guys, the last topic of the night, I have to say, um is this it's one of the the biggest news well to me i saw it coming <laughs> to me but uh because of his uh, farewell and ring of honor but finally it's all over on www.com it's all over on the uh, dirt sheets it's all over uh, you know everywhere roderick strong 
finally made his way to the WWE NXT. Now, for you guys out there that are listening, I'm not going to tell you where he appears or when he appears or what he does when he appears, but he's finally in the WWE NXT. The Messiah of the Backbreaker is there, and let me just say this. I cannot wait to see him in action because this is one of those guys, just like Greg Anthony was just talking about, that he's one of the best guys to step in the ring you know uh, anytime he's booked and he gets to adapt with any one of the wrestler styles so can you imagine a Roderick Strong versus a Shinsuke Nakamura can you imagine a Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe or how about Roderick Strong versus Ty Dillinger you know it, the, the, I cannot wait the excitement is killing me now, again, I'm not telling you exactly what he does, but he finally made his debut, and we cannot wait to see him in action. Millie, what do you have to say about Roderick? Well, I'm not very no, I'm fine. Um, It's going to be pretty awesome to see him, <laughs> to be honest with you. I've uh, never really gotten to see him actually personally wrestle, unlike some other people. <clears throat> um, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> But it's going to be pretty cool to see him adapt to all these, um, you know, all these uh, great guys now because, you know, you got Eric, you got all these great guys now. Because you you forgot one topic. You forgot the Dusty Rose uh, classic. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. (laughs) But that's my my input. I think he's going to do very well. And NXT is going to be what I like to say, popping all over again. Because, you know, everyone's now underneath. He's pretty much everyone who is anyone that's now on the main roster. And there's a potential uh, two NXT, NXT stars who will be um, debuting at the World Rumble next year. So it's just going to be pretty awesome to see who's going to be pushing up and who's going to be, you know, showing out. Oh, yeah. And, by the way, Millie, now that you talk about the Tag Team Classics, uh, who was Shut right up. about... <laughs> Oh, 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 George, there's a super kick your way. Who was right? Listen, Millie. Millie, Rick, get get in front of her, Rick. Get in front of her because I'm going to need it for this. For once, Millie, for once, I want you to say live on radio, George, you were right. Oh, What? Oh, yeah, not happening. Nope. We're going to pull this. We're going to make a poll. You know what? I'm going to hold that till next week then. I'm going to make a poll on the fan page, and I'm going to say, should Millie say, George, you're right? And, hey, we're going to tally the most yeses and the most noes. And if it's yes, Millie, next week you're going to have to say, George, you were right. Deal? Um, deal? No, no deal. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm you can no, say no yes fans get to choose. Like well, what are we talking like about here? You're right about what? About the Ty Dillinger and uh, uh, and Bobby Roode. You, you know, the thing with me is, you know, I kind of expected that. that going in because, you know, there's, there's new guys debuting. Um, unfortunately, I didn't like that. But, you know, in the end, it's going to work out if you think about it because now they have a match at NXT TakeOver Toronto and they're both from Canada. 
so you know it's like a homecoming of them against each other. And when I went to the NXT show last weekend for Pierce, the main event was Ty Dillinger and Bobby Reed. So you know it's just a whole setup for what I think will be an amazing match, and in my opinion, it should be the main event for that pay per view at Survivor Series weekend. Hmm. All right. Well, I okay. I'll go with that. But little punk. I know you've seen Roderick live in person a couple times. What what do you think? Man, this is a, a guy here from Florida, little punk. He he I, started here in Florida with FIP. Mm-hmm. What, I, what do you have to say about that? Uh, let me correct you. I have not seen Roderick Strong in person. I've never, I've oh, you've never seen him. Roderick? No, I haven't heard of him until now recently. So I was uh, talking about him being NXT. I mean, oh. I don't think I have. It okay. The name doesn't ring a bell to me. About seeing in person. Oh, I thought you have. I'm not I really sure, did. Honestly. Maybe I have. You know, no punk, I'm not really sure. Honestly. You're fired and you're hired again as a custodian. Go, go oh, clean the bathroom. I have Oh man. Hey, hey, Rick, get over here. Get, get close to the mic. I, I need to get your opinion on this too, man. I'm here. Rick, get, get over here. I'm right here. All right. Rick, what what do you think about the Roderick Strong situation? Well, again, I the name is really new to me as well, uh, unfortunately. Oh, but, my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, you know, I'm, an, I'm the oldest of the group, so I'm definitely the old, old school of the old school. But uh, any new talent that they can bring in, any new blood that they can bring in to, to spice up the product and keep the ball rolling, that's good. That's a good sign. So I'm I'm really excited to take a look at him and see uh, what he brings to the table. All right. So Rick, you know that guy uh, Humberto, the one that's outside with the hot dog stand. You you see him every morning when we're walking into I the see studio. Him every you you I see actually him? buy water from him every every morning on the way to work. All right. Tell you what, I'm gonna buy his stand, and uh, I'm firing you, and you're gonna be the new hot dog stand guy. You, you got cool. a deal. <laughs> deal. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you better not be three for three, man, because what I have in store for oh. you, <laughs> you don't want to know. Matt, what's your take on Roderick All right. Strong? All right, so Roderick Strong, I've seen him wrestle last year. Ringside, Mr. Ring of Honor himself. I'm going to call him by that because that's what I'm always going to see him at. Um, he killed it in um, Pro Wrestling Gorilla in California, part of Mount Rushmore 2.0 along with the Young Bucks and, you know, you got Adam Cole, a part of that little crew, because when, um, as we all know him as um, Kevin Owens left, which is Kevin Steen, but he left that crew, you know, Roger Strong picked it up with them with Adam Page, Adam Cole. Um, like you said, the Messiah of the backbreaker, he is an amazing talent. He can go at any moment. You can put him against anybody. And for Little CM Punk, Rick, Millie, I want you guys to look this fight up. It's on YouTube. You can find it. It's Roger Strong versus Jay Lethal. Another talent that the WWE needs to find. Jay Lethal. I actually personally met him, and my boy actually personally trains with him. Um, great talent. And Roger Strong is another great talent that I know he's going to push NXT to another level, like a lot of these guys are doing, until we get the likes of, um, you know, like, we get the ricochets coming in in about a year and a half or so, and everybody else coming into the game. But my money is on Roger Strong doing the same 
possibly holding that belt. But I see him on the main roster, and I, I definitely want to see Roger Strong versus Randy Orton before Randy Orton hangs up some boots. Because that would be, in my eyes, an amazing match. And why not throw Finn Balor versus Mr. Ring of Honor himself? That would be a great match in my eyes. But like you said, George, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roger Strong? What? I would pay to watch that. Like, take my money. Take it. I want to see it. Because that would be an amazing match. He is a great talent and a great acquisition. And all we're going to see is greatness out of this match. Oh, 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 excuse me. Hold well, well, Matt, thank you very much. Go back to <laughs> Matt. Listen. Go back to your table. Go back to your desk. All of you. All of you. And George, do I really have to take him to New York with me? That what? Why do I have to take him to New York with me? Do I really need a sound guy with me? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> you always need to be babysitted. You're a woman. Anyway. Oh, my God. So. Listen, I'm getting you all watch. Yo, you, you, you just triggered her, man. Rick, Listen, I'm, get I'm her. Out, I'm, out, I'm, I'm outnumbered right now. Four to one. Four to one, guys. Four to one. But it's okay. <laughs> Because I got a super kiss, a tombstone, an RKO, and a freaking, uh, I'm trying to, uh, uh, F5, you know. <laughs> you know who all of us are going to? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, uh, I just caught that. Hey, Rick, Rick, she's setting up for a super kick. I don't like it. It's aiming at me. Stop her. Rick, just just leave her, man. You walk, step aside, and watch it. Hey, no, you don't. You don't, Rick. The hot dog stand is not outside yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. Rick, stop her. Look, look, come on. I'm getting Rick. close. It's a, it, I'm making. I'm. I'm about to make the sound. Make it. Rick. I'm about to make the clap. Rick. Rick. Well, listen, before you freaking kick me, before you kick me with that, stop. I have to do the plugs. Let me just say this before you knock me the hell out. Guys, make sure you tune in next week. Pro Wrestling Ego Triple Crown winner, the first ever Pro Wrestling Ego Triple Crown winner, will be on the show next week. Dark Fury will be on the show. The Masked Warrior, uh, Dark Fury, will be on the show. Our first ever luchador ever in Reality Check Radio will be on the show next week. And this is an exclusive interview because this is his first podcast interview ever. So, guys, finally we hear that Dark Fury breaks the silence. He'll be on next show. You know, I cannot wait to speak with that man. First ever pro wrestling ego triple crown winner. Uh, And just like us on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash reality check pod. Okay, I know what's coming. Millie, here you go. Here's my chin. What? Oh. Mm-hmm. Ow. Mm-hmm. Ow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ow. Did you enjoy Ow. that? 
little punks? Did you wah, did that wah, specific? I, I, wah, I, wah. <laughs> I told you I'd get you, George. Uh, uh, always who would ever known? God punish you. You see? See, I pay you back for, for making fun of Rick Foley, and I pay you back for everything he's done. And and Matt's got to want Matt's got one coming to him when we when we have to go on this stupid trip. Oh yeah. 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 Matthew gets. He doesn't give me my theme song. You think women should be just like this this unsuperior thing to you? So you I'm just gonna back off. I'll be back, you know, when it's all over, you know. See my, uh, you know, I think I lost my tooth. No, it looks good. Woo! <laughs> I'm yeah, right. now, baby. I'm Charlotte. Let's go. Come on. I'm the queen here. You can't mess with me. This is I my throne. I lost the tooth. I got them lost the tooth. This is my house. I just, I just threw a, a, a page it. I know a good dentist. It looks good. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to walk away. You both close up the show. Millie, ah, you All made right, me lose guys, a tooth. You know I'm... what time it is? <laughs> you know what time it is? It's time for our plugs. Now, for I'm actually going to start with Little Punk Punk. Let everyone know where to follow you at and how they can reach you. Uh, yeah, y'all could uh, follow me on my page on Instagram, a little at CM underscore punk. Uh, that's the same thing for Twitter and Facebook. Just go see a punk. Your plugs, Millie. Awesome. And you guys know where you can find me on Facebook, Millie Cruz. Or if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's going to be Miss Awesome. It's a S and a Z, and then Awesome with three E's. And then you, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can always do Mills for you, which is M I L S Z, the number four, the letter U. And I'm George. George, get, 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 come on, get up. Come back to my grand prison, baby. You don't need to know. It hurts. Come on. It hurts. I'm in the baby. You, 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 want, you want to act like a man, right? So, come on, take it like a man. Let's go. Get up. Come on. Come on. Go back to my baby. Rick, so I'm going to go back to my baby because I can't with this right now. So wah, so big. wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I'll see you all next week. Ow. I'll see you all next week for another episode. Oh, my jaw. I'll see you all next week for another episode of Reality Trick Radio. Till then, guys, make sure to tune in every week, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you like us on Facebook. And next week, Dark Fury. Don't forget, guys. Ow. Hey, for everyone here on Reality Trick Radio, I say good night. Oh, God, not another super kick, Millie. Come on. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of reality checks.